love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to History Tea Time. I'm Lindsay Holiday, and I'm spilling the tea on history. This episode is what I consider perfect cocktail party fodder. I love to pepper facts about history into casual conversations. And statements like, did you know the city we're in now is named after such and such a 17th century queen? Is pretty digestible even for those who, unbelievably, don't care that much about history. I've learned from experience that if I wax on too long about the socioeconomic repercussions of the Black Plague, or empire collapses after World War I, people's eyes tend to glaze over, and it's time to change the subject to something like sports scores. But I find that if I can make history relatable to others, they usually find it more interesting, in small quantities. So I will continue to pull out facts from this episode in conversation and tell people, did you know the state you're from was named after King such and such? One caveat is that this really only works on the east coast of the U.S. The further west you go, the more places are named after mistranslated Native American words. Anyway, enjoy this episode and have fun with the history trivia at your next summer barbecue. And now, without further ado... United States of America, states and cities named after royals. On a recent visit to Charlotte, North Carolina, I noticed how proud the city is of its connection to Charlotte of Mecklenburg Strelitz, 18th century queen of the UK. It's nicknamed the Queen City. There are crowns on all the uptown street signs and statues of Her Majesty all over town. Not nearly as ubiquitous is the fact that the state, North Carolina, was also named after a foreign royal, King Charles I, who was beheaded during the English Civil War. And in New York City, you would never guess that the massive metropolis got its moniker from James, Duke of York, who went on to become one of Britain's most controversial monarchs. The east coast of the United States is littered with places named in honor of European royals. But the monarchical monikers don't stop there. Two major Midwestern cities bear the names of French kings. Texas once bore the epithet of a Spanish monarch, and even California was named for a mythic black warrior queen. Let's take a tour of the United States of America and learn when and how these states and major cities were named, and a bit about the royal personage whose moniker they bear. Virginia, named for Queen Elizabeth I of England, 1584. Virginia was not the first European settlement in what is now the United States. That honor goes to St. Augustine, Florida, which was named by the Spanish in honor of St. Augustine of Hippo when land was first spotted on August 28, 1565, the 4th century Roman saint's feast day. Though Virginia was the second colony, it was the first to be named after a royal. 
Eager to compete with the Spanish and gain a foothold in the New World, Queen Elizabeth I of England sponsored explorer Walter Raleigh's April 1584 expedition to the coast a little north of what the Spanish had claimed. The entire coastal region from South Carolina to Maine was referred to as Virginia in the expedition's report. The name may have been suggested by Elizabeth herself, who was never shy of self-promotion. She was known as the Virgin Queen because of her refusal to marry and share the throne with a man. Little wonder as her father, King Henry VIII, had ordered her mother, Anne Boleyn, to be beheaded so that he could remarry. Henry had six wives and murdered two of them. Elizabeth also watched as her older sister, Queen Mary I, contracted an incredibly unpopular marriage to her cousin, King Philip II of Spain, who became King of England and outranked her in her own kingdom because she was a woman. Mary loved Philip dearly, while he avoided her by waging war in Europe. Philip even proposed to Elizabeth while Mary was still alive. Mary was a devout Catholic who was horrified that her Protestant sister would inherit the throne unless she produced an heir. She kept Elizabeth locked up in the Tower of London and under constant threat of beheading. But after two humiliating psychosomatic pregnancies, Queen Mary died of uterine cancer at 42. Elizabeth became Queen of England at 25. She determined never to wed and declared that she was married to England. She may or may not have actually been a virgin, as she had a few secret lovers and was extremely jealous of the wives of her handsome courtiers, including Sir Walter Raleigh's wife, whom she banished from court. Raleigh felt that the name Virginia was especially fitting for the coast of North America, as he saw it as an untouched virgin land, completely disregarding the thousands of indigenous people who had been living there for hundreds of years. Raleigh established a colony on Roanoke Island in what is now North Carolina before returning to England. He presented his queen with tobacco and pipe smoking became all the rage, though he likely didn't introduce the potato as he's long been credited with. When explorers went back to check on Roanoke in 1590, they found that all 121 colonists had disappeared, leaving only the cryptic word Croatoan carved into the palisade. Their fate remains a mystery, though it is likely they assimilated into the native population. Queen Elizabeth died in 1603, age 69, after a 45-year reign over a golden age. As she had no children, the throne went to her cousin, King James VI of Scotland, who was now King James I of England, thus uniting the entire island of Britain in a personal union. During his reign, the English made a second attempt at establishing a North American colony, and this time they succeeded. The colony of Jamestown was named in honor of the king in 1607. Some of the colony's earliest inhabitants were 20 enslaved people from modern-day Angola who were forced to work in the tobacco fields. James was the only child of Mary, Queen of Scots. He became King of England in 1603. 
he ordered the printing of the King James Bible and was nearly blown up with the rest of Parliament by Guy Fawkes and other Catholic conspirators. Remember, remember the 5th of November. James was openly bisexual and had several male lovers, one of whom was found guilty of murdering a court rival. The king died in 1625, age 58, passing the throne to his son, Charles I. As other colonies were founded, they were named after other people and things. But this area in the center of the coastline retained the name Virginia. In 1861, the northwestern portion of the state decided to break away as they didn't want to join the Confederacy or be a slavery state. West Virginia was admitted to the Union in 1863. Maryland, named for Queen Henrietta Maria, 1632. King Charles I granted Baron Baltimore a charter to establish a new colony, named in honor of his wife, Queen Henrietta Maria. Talk about a nice anniversary gift. Henrietta Maria was named for her parents, King Henri IV of France and Marie de' Medici. Her father was assassinated when she was a baby, and her brother became King Louis XIII. The future King Charles of England met her while on his way to propose to a Spanish princess. But when that fell through, he married Henrietta Maria instead. The couple became devoted to one another and had nine children. Henrietta Maria was a hero to English Catholics, and Maryland became a haven for Catholic settlers. The Queen's Catholicism and extravagant spending made her unpopular with the English. Charles came up with an illegal tax scheme to make ends meet, so Parliament declared war on him in 1648. Henrietta tried to use the crown jewels as collateral for loans for her husband's army, further outraging the people. Parliament declared that from then on, the crown jewels were owned by the people and were only lent to the monarch. Henrietta Maria escaped to France with her children, while Charles stayed behind to fight for his throne. He lost the English Civil War and his head in 1649. The monarchy was abolished and General Oliver Cromwell became Lord Protector. But his puritanical crackdown on the country's morality, closing theaters and brothels, demanding that everyone go to church and stay sober, and even outlawing Christmas, made the new regime as unpopular as the old. After Cromwell's death, Parliament invited Charles's son to return as King Charles II. North and South Carolina, named for King Charles I of England, 1663. King Charles II of England granted a charter for a new colony, establishing the border between Virginia and Carolina, which he ordered to be named in honor of his late father, King Charles I. Carolina is the Latin feminine form of Charles. His colonial namesake would remain intact until a dispute over governance in 1712 caused the colony to be split into North and South Carolina. Though he was eager to honor his father with the naming of a colony, King Charles II did carve out a bit of North America for himself. The port settlement of Charlestown, today known as Charleston, was named in his honor in 1670 and soon became one of the largest cities in North America. 
Charles II was known as the Merry Monarch. He overturned Oliver Cromwell's puritanical regulations and had the Lord Protector's corpse dug up, put on trial, and hung in chains. Charles had a grand appetite for lavish parties, women, and sex. He had numerous lovers and dozens of illegitimate children. Charles also adored dogs, and the King Charles Spaniel is named for him. New York, named for James, Duke of York, 1664. The English and Spanish weren't the only European powers establishing colonies and pushing out indigenous people. The Dutch had claimed the delta of the Hudson River in 1625 and called the area New Amsterdam. The population grew to 8,000 settlers, but they were unhappy with their governor, Peter Stuyvesant, who strictly regulated religion and liquor. So when the English sailed in, the colonists refused to fight for Stuyvesant. They were happy to see the colony under new management. King Charles II granted all the territory between the Delaware and Connecticut rivers to his younger brother, James. He held the title Duke of York, the traditional peerage granted to the monarch's second son. So the territory and the city of New York were both named in honor of James, Duke of York. We might have been singing Jamestown, Jamestown, it's a hell of a town, if that name hadn't already been taken. James also held the Scottish Dukedom of Albany, for which the city further up the Hudson River, now the state capital, was named. James sent his good friend, Sir George Carteret, who had been governor of the island of Jersey, to represent him in his colony, which is how the state of New Jersey got its name. Charles II also got a slice of the Big Apple. The island of Manhattan is King's County in his honor. The neighboring county and borough of Queens, New York, was named in honor of his wife, Portuguese Princess Catherine of Braganza. She had been raised in a convent and wasn't a great match for her fun-loving and philandering husband. She got into frequent arguments with his mistresses, and her formal dress was ridiculed by the court. Eventually, Catherine loosened up and even took to the fashion of ladies wearing men's clothing. She enjoyed playing cards, dancing and organizing masks, picnics, fishing, and archery. Catherine popularized many new fashions in the UK, including sugar, cotton, porcelain, and even tea. Catherine miscarried three times and never gave birth to an heir to the throne. Advisors tried to persuade Charles to divorce her, but he refused. After Charles died, Catherine returned to Portugal and served as an advisor to her nephew, King Pedro II. King Charles II died in 1685, and as he didn't have a legitimate heir, his brother became King James II. He shocked the Protestant nation by converting to Catholicism. James had two adult daughters, Mary and Anne, both of whom were Protestant. The people were waiting for James to die and pass the throne to Mary. But in 1688, his second wife, Mary of Modena, gave birth to a son who would be raised Catholic and would oust his sister in the line of succession. Parliament wrote to Mary and her husband, William Prince of Orange, inviting them to peacefully invade and chase James out of the country. They did just that and became joint king and queen in 1688. 
James made a bid to regain the throne by raising Catholic troops in Ireland, but he was defeated. He and his Jacobite descendants continued to claim to be the rightful kings of England for decades to come. King William III and Queen Mary II ruled England together for five years. In 1693, the College of William and Mary in Virginia was named in their honor. Mary died of smallpox the following year at age 32. William lived another eight years and aside from promoting religious tolerance, pretty much let Parliament rule England while he focused on his own birthright, Holland. In 1698, the Virginia colony of Middle Plantation was renamed Williamsburg in honor of the king. William and Mary hadn't had any children, likely because William preferred male romantic companionship. In 1694, the governor of Maryland moved the capital to a new city, which he dubbed Annapolis in honor of Mary's sister Anne, who was about to become queen. She inherited the throne in 1602. She was wed to Prince George of Denmark, but she did not share power with him and was the first married Queen Regnant of England to rule on her own. The couple had a close relationship, but suffered the tragic loss of 18 children to miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant mortality. Their only surviving child, Prince William, died at the age of 11. Anne's dearest friend and favorite was Sarah Churchill. She was by the Queen's side for decades, but eventually Anne grew tired of Sarah's political meddling. She banished her from court and took up with a new favorite, Abigail Marsham. Queen Anne suffered health problems exacerbated by her many pregnancies and was confined to a wheelchair later in life. She died at the age of 49, passing the throne to her German cousin, the Prince Elector of Hanover, who became King George I. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Georgia, named for King George II of Great Britain, 1732 the last and southernmost of the original 13 British colonies, originally stretched from South Carolina to Spanish Florida and to the Mississippi River border of French Louisiana. The colony was named in 1732 in honor of the King of Great Britain at the time, George II. While his father, George I, hated Britain and spent most of his time in Germany, George II embraced it, declaring, I haven't a drop of blood in my veins that is not English. During his reign, James II's grandson, Bonnie Prince Charlie, led a Scottish rebellion in the hopes of reclaiming the throne. 
the English wiped out the Scots at the Battle of Culloden. King George died in 1760 at the age of 76 while on the toilet. His son had predeceased him, so the throne went to his 22-year-old grandson, King George III. The following year, he married German princess Charlotte of Mecklenburg-Strelitz. The couple had a close relationship, which resulted in an astonishing 15 children. Charlotte was probably Britain's first biracial queen, though her black Moor ancestor, Madrigana, was 500 years and 15 generations back. When the city of Charlotte in the interior of North Carolina was established in 1761, it was named after the queen, and the county in which it lies is named Mecklenburg after her homeland. Though initially eager to ingratiate themselves to the British, four years later, the city of Charlotte was the first to declare independence from her husband. On May 20, 1775, over a year before the rest of the colonies got on board, the American colonists fought a bitter war for independence from Britain for eight years. Charlotte's third son, the future King William IV, served in the British Navy in New York during the Revolution. General George Washington approved a plot to kidnap the prince, which was not successful. William was the first British royal to set foot in North America, which had been named after so many of his relatives. In 1783, the British surrendered and the United States won their independence. No longer would colonies or towns be named in honor of British royals. As new states and cities were added to the U.S., they were named in honor of local native tribes, geographic features, famous Americans, and a variety of other things. But America wasn't quite done adding places named after royals. Louisiana, named for King Louis XIV of France, 1682. With the east coast of the United States dominated by England and Spain, France had to do a little more sailing to get a colonial foothold. They went north establishing the territory of New France and south where they claimed the delta of the Mississippi River and named it Louisiana in honor of King Louis XIV. Louis inherited the throne at the age of five and still holds the record as the longest reigning monarch in world history at 72 years. He had six children with his wife Maria Theresa of Spain and at least a dozen more by his many mistresses. He believed in the divine right of kings and broke down the feudal system and the power of the aristocracy by compelling nobles to live at his lavish palace of Versailles and compete for his personal favor. The Sun King established France as the leading power in Europe. Louis outlived his eldest son and grandson, so when he died of gangrene at 76, the throne went to his five-year-old great-grandson, Louis XV. As the new king was too young to rule, his great-uncle, Philippe II, Duke of Orléans, was named as his regent. When a crescent-shaped city along the banks of the Mississippi River was established, in 1718, it was named New Orleans after him. Philippe married Francois-Marie de Bourbon, one of his uncle Louis's illegitimate daughters, and they had eight children. He died at 49 in 1723, but by this time, King Louis XV was 13 and considered old enough to rule on his own. 
the Louisiana Territory continued to expand, eventually stretching the length of the Mississippi River and uniting with the territory of New France, modern-day Canada. A major city along the river, St. Louis, was founded in 1764 by French fur traders and named after King Louis IX of France. He was born way back in 1214 and inherited the throne at the age of 12. He dominated the French nobility, reformed the justice system, and ruled over a golden era of wealth and prosperity. He also led to disastrous crusades against the Muslims in the Holy Land. While in North Africa, he died of dysentery at 56. Louis was seen as the ideal Christian knight king and was canonized as a patron saint of France, which is why the Gateway to the West was named in his honor 550 years after his death. During the American Revolution, French King Louis XVI supplied a great many guns and ships to the Americans. He was charmed by diplomats Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson, and he wanted to stick it to France's longtime enemy, Britain. In 1780, in the midst of the war, a new town was chartered on the Ohio River in the Northwestern Territory, what is now the state of Kentucky. It was christened Louisville in honor of Louis XVI and his contribution to the American war effort. Louis married Austrian princess Marie Antoinette and inherited the throne from his grandfather at the age of 20. He was a shy, nervous man who failed to consummate his marriage for seven years. Marie was, of course, blamed, though the king likely just didn't know what to do in the bedroom. Eventually, the couple worked it out and had four children. After supporting the Americans to throw off their tyrannical monarch, Louis was shocked when his own people rose up against him. The French Revolution began on July 14, 1789, with the storming of the Bastille. The royals were held prisoner for three years until King Louis and Queen Marie Antoinette were beheaded. France was a republic for a decade until General Napoleon Bonaparte rose to power and seized control. He conquered massive portions of Europe and named himself Emperor. But the lands he won were dwarfed by the vast frontier and wilderness the French controlled in North America. But Napoleon got frustrated trying to control the vast land from afar. In 1803, he sold it to U.S. President Thomas Jefferson for $15 million, about $342 million today. Napoleon took the cash and used it to fund further expansion in Europe until he lost everything at the Battle of Waterloo in 1815. Meanwhile, the United States more than doubled in size. Explorers and settlers continued to push westward, taking land from native populations, until the United States reached the Pacific coast with the 1850 incorporation of California, named for Queen Califia of California, 1542. When Spanish conquistadors first explored the area of Baja California in the mid-1500s, they named the beautiful land in honor of a character from a popular novel, the mythical Queen Califia from the 1510 book The Adventures of Esplandien by Garcia Rodriguez de Montalvo. 
Califia is a warrior queen who rules over the island of California off the coast of Asia. The paradise filled with gold and pearls is inhabited by mythical beasts and black women who live like Amazons requiring men only for reproduction. Queen Califia leads her army who ride trained griffins into battle against Christians in Constantinople. The queen is defeated, taken prisoner, and converts to Christianity. But eventually she wins her freedom and returns with her warriors to California for further adventures. One other U.S. state was once named after a European royal, Texas. When the area was claimed by the Spanish in 1716 as part of New Spain, it was dubbed New Philippines in honor of then-king Philip V of Spain. He was actually French and was a grandson of King Louis XIV. He was given the throne of Spain at 17 after tragically inbred Habsburg King Charles II died without an heir. France and the Holy Roman Empire waged the War of Spanish Succession, and France won, so Philip got the job. He married his cousin, Marie-Louise of Savoy, and had four children. When she died, he married Elizabeth Farnese and had six more. King Philip died at 62. In 1821, the area gained independence from Spain, and the Mexican Empire was established. They had no interest in honoring their former colonial overlords, so New Philippines was renamed Texas, a native Caddo word for friendship. Texas became the 28th U.S. state in 1845, and the moniker New Philippines was long forgotten, as were the royal origins of so many other state and city names. What or who is your hometown, state, or country named after? And how do its citizens honor or pan their namesake? Let me know in the comments. Download June's Journey for free by clicking on the link in the description. A special thank you goes to my patrons, Sarah Overly and Jennifer Robinson. If you enjoyed this video, please like, subscribe, comment your thoughts, and check out my other royal history videos. If you really want to help, please consider supporting me on Patreon. A link is in the description. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. I'll be putting out new episodes every Tuesday, revisiting and revamping my most popular YouTube videos, unburying some of my favorite hidden gems, and adding even more fascinating information for your listening pleasure. Want some visuals with your history? Then check out my YouTube channel, History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday, where you can find hundreds of videos about queens of the world, royal history, women's history, and more. You can also follow History Tea Time on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like Queen's Podcast, Ancient History Fangirl, Redacted History, and more. Hi, I'm Jade Emerson, the host of Lady Bird, a new documentary podcast. Using unheard interviews with Lady Bird Johnson, you'll hear her surprising life story, starting with a quiet childhood in East Texas. She left home at 15, graduated from the University of Texas, 
and married a future president just two and a half months after they met. She carved her own path, championing civil rights, women's rights, and the environment. Listen to and follow Lady Bird wherever you get your podcast.